Welcome back to Critical Solutions. It's an exciting week for us with the long-awaited return of our podcast. And this season, we get into some pretty fun things, don't you think, Mason? We absolutely do. I mean, we're going to bring on a ton of guests later on. We got people lined up like bartenders, lawyers, and we just we work together to try to solve each other's problems. It's going to be a good time. And later this week, we have a new video series that we are launching on our YouTube channel. So be sure to subscribe to see what we've been working on during our time away from you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be good. Now, speaking of all this season two talk, I know we talked about the White Lotus earlier, just kind of outside the pod. Have you have you seen season two yet? I've not. I just recently watched season one, but I really want to watch season two. The cast looks great. I've heard good things. It looks pretty so fun. what are your thoughts on season one? Because I have some thoughts that not a lot of people have agreed with me so far from who I've talked to. Okay. Um, well, hold on. Before we dive into this, should we establish some boundaries on like spoilers or anything? That's what do you a good think? point. We... Uh, when did season one come out? Shit, I don't know. I feel like it was like 2020, 2021, something like that. The last episode of season one aired August 15th, 2021. So if you haven't seen it by now... Skip ahead a few minutes. But with that in mind, then I can we can speak freely, I guess. Let's use that rule moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not responsible for anything that's older than a year. That's your fault for not watching it. All right. <laughs> well, spoiler tag. But okay, season one, I did like it. I think, so I saw it after the Emmys had already came out, and it did work, and I feel like it swept everything in the limited series category. Um, so the bar was kind of high, not even set by me, by like the Academy right. or whatever. So going in to watch it, I had high expectations and I would feel like they were met. I was just trying to see, and I don't know if this has seen too many Marvel movies where all these separate stories are actually interconnected. And I was waiting on that to happen and it didn't really like almost all these storylines didn't intersect. Like I thought right. they would, they kind of brushed shoulders, you know, but barely. I feel like that was disappointing until I realized that the, the very end of the last episode, I like, kind of clicked that all we see, this is just a glimpse in a week of these people's lives, and we're getting a sample of what they're doing. I'm with you. I like It's kind of the same thing like you were saying, where this whole time these people are having these different conversations, and the way that it's framed in the show is like, you know, they have this really eerie music behind like conversations that are just outside of like what a normal conversation is. Like, I know there was the one moment where uh, Alexander Dodario's character, who's married to that asshole, she is, like, by the pool talking to those two teenage girls. Like, it's not that weird without the music. It's just kind of like a bunch of bitchy teenagers just being rude to this one girl at the pool. But they put this weird, like, just, like, weird, <laughs> eerie music behind it. And it's making me think, like, somebody in this conversation has, like, motives or something or like this is going to connect somehow later that it, there's going to be a payoff right and there was just never any payoff and i feel like that was kind of a theme throughout the whole season is like they just teased like these things could be connected you don't fucking know we don't fucking know and there's just never any payoff from that so like needless to say i hated season one of the white lotus really holy it, shit like, okay <laughs> i'm with you like there was so much hype around it high i had such high expectations so I went into it and, you know, you see that first episode or the first scene where it's that dickhead and he's in the airport 
and he sees like the human remains being loaded up onto the plane, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, he says something along the lines of like, oh, uh, you know, like my wife's not here. This is my honeymoon. It was my honeymoon. She's like, where's your wife? He's like, oh, he's not here. She's not here or something like that. And so, you know, that's a little tease. It's like, oh, did his, is his wife the one that died? Is he the one that killed her? And like, so right away I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like it's going to be a little murder mystery thing. But then it changes into what you were saying, and it's like, oh, it's just like a glimpse into these people's lives. Oh, and by the way, the guy walks into a knife accidentally at the end, and that's it. Like, what? The guy, like, <laughs> the, the thing that's been teased the yeah. whole season, and there's been so many of these, like, eerie conversations throughout, and this this buildup to who knows fucking what. And the, the actual murder is so underwhelming. Like, I just hated it, man. I, I did not like it at all. Totally fair. I get it, man. I, I don't. It's nowhere near my favorite or anything. And I don't. Since this is a show about solving problems, the problem with the show, I don't think was necessarily much that the show did wrong. I I enjoyed what their goal was and the journey it took us on. But I think if I had seen it before, I had heard all the hype and saw all the awards it won, all these things, and just kind of went with a clean slate. I would have appreciated it more. Maybe. I don't know. I think, what do you think? I probably agree. I probably would have liked it more, too. It's made like a good show. Like, the characters are all really well-written, I think, and, like, the dynamics between them, they uh-huh. all feel really uncomfortable, which is what they're going for, you know? Like, they right. They good, they did a good job, like, invoking those emotions and all that. But in terms of, like, the story, that's my main problem with it, is just, like, the plot of the show, there's just, like, things missing, you know? doesn't really go where. Now, yeah. I will say, I know you haven't seen season two. Season two does a much better job of it. Um, really? Okay. Where, like, the characters are even more well-written, I think, and, like, the dynamics between them are really good, and they actually connect a lot more. So that's okay. good. And then makes sense. at the end, the murder is, or the death, whatever, the climax is a much bigger payoff because it's not... Again, spoilers, like, in season one, the guy just, like, accidentally walks into a knife, like, which is so underwhelming, whereas season two, it's, like, an event. Something happens, you know, and it it's a payoff. It's not the ending that I necessarily wanted. There's, like, one thing that happens in it that's, you're just like, what the fuck? But other than that, I, season two was much, much better. Okay, good to know. I Just looking at the cast, I, like... A lot of, and I love, season one's cast was good. I love Steve Zahn. I think he's hilarious. He he was yeah. good. And the manager was good. I know the he's manager the. manager was, it, it was pretty funny to watch his downfall, I will say. I know. I was a little sad that he's not around because I, I wanted a season two to have him in it. He was nuts. Yeah. But Michael Imperioli's in season two and he's one of my favorite actors. He's in my favorite TV show, but. Uh, so once I saw that, I was I was on board. I'll get around to it, so then maybe we can come back to yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the reason I, I bring this up, actually, is because we've been talking a lot at work about, like, our favorite TV shows of all time. Yeah. So basically, we've been talking about this so much at work that everyone that I work with in my department has made a list of their top 10 favorite TV shows, mm-hmm. which we also did before this podcast. So I think it would be fun. If, yeah, Mason got me to yeah, do it. Yeah, um, I, I got to watch... Josh struggle through picking his favorite shows. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that'd be fun to talk about if you want to go through our top 10 and see how they differ. Yes. So I, I mentioned Michael Imperioli was in my favorite show. So my number one. Oh, do you think we should start with one or 10? 
Oh, the now ten just sounds I, I, more intriguing. I mean, we gotta save the build up, right? Well, are we starting at ten? Are we doing? What do you have? Fucking fifteen? <laughs> are we doing fifteen? Yeah, I have a shit ton because, like I said, we've been talking about this all week. So, like, I made my top ten, and then people keep reminding me of shows, and I keep remembering stuff. So, like, I have past ten, but we can just stick to the top ten. It's a working yeah, list, yeah, right? It's a it's a living, breathing document. This list is going to continue to evolve. But yeah, we, we okay. So we're 10. starting at ten and going okay, ten and back up. So my number ten I have right now is, and also we I brought up our limited and mini series included in this, or do they have to be separated because they're separated at award shows? So anyway, we included them for reference. But my number ten is a, a mini series Chernobyl. So Chernobyl, I've never I've never seen, but I can Oof, assume so what it's about. <laughs> a little straightforward on that, yes. Have you? Did you watch uh, The Last of Us? Uh, no, I did not watch that either, actually. Okay, I didn't either yet, because I, I got to beat the game first. But anyway, uh, the creator of that is Craig Mazin. He did Chernobyl. And he actually did a bunch of like comedies back in the day, which is hilarious, because they're way different than what he's doing now. But he's really good. Anyway, Chernobyl's great. It's not a documentary, but they do a lot of it close to how it actually was, apparently. And they had a podcast that came out with it actually at the same time, Craig Mazin was on it and he just talked about deeper elements to the show and like why certain things happen, stuff like that. Extremely fascinating and it's done really well. Jared Harris is in it. He's great. And the Skarsgård dad, I don't know the dad's name, Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård, he's in it. He's fucking great. Yeah, check that one out. That's Is there your why... Is it a matter of just that there's better shows or is there something, are there are there flaws that put that at 10 instead of like five? So this one has some restrictions because it's based on real events, you know what I mean? So that's already kind of limited in the things it can do and it does all of it very well, but it's only five episodes. So I think that just kind of- There's only so much you can get. Right. It's kind of like a really long movie-ish. Not really, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's in that territory when it comes to runtime. Yeah, so. for sure. It's just hard when there's 86 hours of a, my favorite show versus five hours of this. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, know. definitely. My number 10 is the complete opposite. There is arguably too much content for this show. That's, that's, Coming into my number 10 is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. One of good choice. the funnier shows I've seen. It did go on for it's a good. bit too long, I think. It's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. Like once, and this is a, a big theme. Like one of my shows that like just barely didn't make the list was Community for one of the same reasons is that yeah. once shows start switching around characters and like one character leaves, even if it's for just for a little bit and comes back, like it changes the dynamic and it's really hard to recover from that, you know? Yeah. So like there's a point in Always Sunny where like Dennis dips out for a season or something to go like raise a kid, which is like super weird, but, and it like, I remember they brought Mindy Kaling in for like a few episodes and she was just horrible. Like, ooh. I like her, but I feel like that'd be an odd. She's fit. not right for that show. It, like she, she yeah. br got brought in as a character that's supposed to. She's be too a, clean. And that's exactly <laughs> like she was brought in as a character that was supposed to be like a voice like, of reason, and she did like look very clean. Like she, she oh, was brought okay. in as like a normal person, and they tried to like insert a normal person into their dynamic, and it just didn't work. Because no. anyone who's seen this show, she's not a, she's not a piece of shit enough. Exactly. Anyone who's seen the show will know that it's about four people. Who own this bar and they're just all the biggest pieces of shit and they they, they screw so people good. over and they 
are very, very selfish. And then they just add this Mindy Kaling character who comes in like trying to make their bar better and then is appalled when she sees them do all these things. So I don't know. It fell off near the end, <laughs> which is why it's at 10. If you haven't seen it, you're looking for someone to th- something to throw on in the background, do that. So real quick, you know, Larry David, he talked to Rob. Always, I can't never say his Nicole, last Nicole Haney name or whatever. The guy that plays Mac. Yes. Talked to him and just told him, he goes, don't ever end it. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, no matter how you end it, they're going to hate it. Because he, he was part of Seinfeld. He co-created yeah. Seinfeld. People hate the ending of Seinfeld. And he was like, just don't ever end it. And so I think he's really doing that. He's like, meaning they might, there's going to be a point they're not going to make more of the show, but they're not going to like end it. It's just going to stop. Yeah. And I actually fuck with that. Yeah, why not? Who needs a conclusion? It's a sitcom, you know? 100%, man. It doesn't have to get all these loose ends. Because one, there's really not like a ton of loose ends anyway. They're just kind of Everything is resolved within the same episode, more or less. Yeah. So, same thing with, we'll we'll get into Seinfeld later. Yeah. But, so, uh, are we we working up now? So, we're on nine. nine. Is that right? So, number nine. This one was tough. I put Severance. It's an ongoing show. Only one season has been out, but that one season was so good. I feel like it it warrants it being a nine, even though there's not a lot going on and there's like a lot of loose ends, obviously. <laughs> but even if it only existed as season one, I still think it would be a great show. Um, but it's on Apple TV Plus. If, if you don't have that, you should totally check this one out. Yeah, that's the one with uh, the guy from Parks and Rec, right? Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Uh, they like take away like your personality or something. I've seen like one episode of it with my parents. So it's like you split your personality in half between, it's your memories they cut in half, but you're like memories make up who you are essentially. So they do a thing where when they're at work, they go down this elevator and it like triggers this thing that clicks in their brain to where they forget their whole personal life. Like to the point where they don't like even know their name, things like that. But they still have like, like you said, kind of personality, but they're lacking a right. lot of they, parts. They lack all the distractions so they can focus on work, right? Right. And so then when they go back up the elevator, it switches again, and then they remember all their personal stuff. They have no idea what they did at work that day or what they did yesterday or the year before. So they have, like, two people in one body, essentially. Yeah. No, that it's, it's a super interesting idea for a show because part of me is, like, that would be pretty sick if I could just show up to work and just be, like, a new person that day because then it's, like, you wake up in the morning to go to work and you – Almost at that point, don't even dread it because it's like I'm just going to take a nap essentially for a little bit. Right? That's what you think. And then you're putting like another version of you in a box. Like it's a prisoner. Yeah. No, 100%. Like think of a version of you that only fucking lives at work. Oh my God. That is torture. I guess you're right because like the personal life you would probably be incredibly happy. But the work life you, you just eat, sleeps, work. Like, yeah. No, that's insane. You got to check it out. And Ben Stiller directs a lot of it, which is super cool. I, it's an interesting person to have direct that. Dude, he kills it. He's so fucking good. Good, good it's, for Ben. You got to check it out. So at the Emmys, the year that it qualified, it didn't win. I can't remember what won. The show that won, the creator or whatever even said like, wow, shout out to Severance because he even was like, oh shit, I can't believe we won over Severance. Oh damn. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that one out. I'm going to add that to the list. My list is so large. My number nine. All right, your number nine's a fun well, one. Yeah, one that I know you have some thoughts about is Ozark. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, Ozark is just about a guy who launders money for a cartel, and then he, he gets himself. 
precarious situations. And that one, I, I really wanted to get into a bunch because I love knowing when, similar to the Ben Stiller thing, how Jason Bateman directed, I think, the first two episodes of that. So good. So oh, good. Yeah. And it's, like, not funny in the slightest, and he's starring in it. So, like, that was such a cool element. Yeah. No, there's, I mean, like with any show, there's, like, comic relief here and there. But for the most part, it's, like, you're kind of always on the edge of your seat, you know? There, there's yeah. really no telling what's right. going to happen. No matter where you are in the show, the next scene could be any character getting shot in the head at any time. Makes so sense. I, I really like it for the suspense of it all. And because it's like a thriller, I guess, that's not super action-packed. And it's more just like you get to see kind of behind the scenes of like who the people that are working for these drug cartels and like force for them and like how they get into that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a cool concept. I like and I, that I was all on board for. It, my issues with it would be when we're going to spoil some shit here in season one. So I only watched through season one. But when something happens and the kid, the son is like outside or something, and he, or no, he's inside, and he hears somebody come inside. He thinks somebody's in the house. He runs out to the forest to get his gun that he buried or some shit and comes back in the house and he's creeping up the stairs and he can hear someone like he knows someone's up there. He's walking up with his gun and his fucking friends or someone just pull up outside Hulk and he just forgets that some fucking stranger is in his house <laughs> and he just runs in the car and they just drive off. He doesn't tell his parents, tells nobody. <laughs> like that's so that had to suspend my belief so drastically right there that it yanked me out of the show. And I was like, oh man, I don't know. So anyway, that happened. I was like, whatever, I want to keep watching this. And then I, I want to say either that was the straw that broke my back or the fucking when the wife was freaking out about the body, I guess somebody died and they tied a body to the dock or something by their house where they were staying. Anyway, and she's like, oh my God, we have to call the police. Someone call the police. And she's like screaming and like being loud and making the scene and all this shit while she Life knows is such a he's bitch in that show. Dude, and her <laughs> saying they got to go to the police after she just found out and like it's been enough time she could process it that he's been laundering money for the cartel and she wants to call the fucking police. So obviously this was like wrapped up with the cartel stuff, this death, this body laying here, and he's kind of involved in a way. So, like, why, that was just so fucking stupid, and then they get, like, like there's just too many things where characters acted, like, so dumb. to me, unrealistic, yeah. to where I had to suspend my belief so much that I couldn't continue. So, like, it was the writing for me. I couldn't No, I, I agree. There are definitely parts like that, especially with the son, Jonah, walking up the steps and then just, like, eh, it'll be fine, you know? So, like, Maybe the show's trying to get you to believe, like, you know, is there a possibility that it's just, like, his sister? You know, is it is it a possibility that that noise is nothing, and then he just decides to drop it, you know? Because, you know, we've always... No, they showed us. You saw the guy. They show us the dude in the house. They show us the dude. They don't show Jonah the dude. But he knows something's there. Like, he hears it, and we know he's hearing something, and he's concerned. Because I think it was established, like, he's home alone, too. I might be missing that part. Yeah, no, I don't but know. But his I friend just pulled, and he just hops I, out. Don't get me wrong. I completely agree with you. But, I mean, you know the kind of the paranoia when you're a kid and you're home alone for, like, one of the first times, you know? Like, every single noise you hear is like, what was that? You know? So it's like, and then you kind of just make yourself... But I feel like you would know if somebody's there or not. Yeah. I feel like there's a Maybe, difference. But... I don't know. You're you're 100 percent right. There there are some bad writing spots like that, and the people in the show act incredibly stupid almost all the time. For for me, it's still like 
the logic isn't really what does it for me. It's just like the suspense and just sitting in the like, who's going to die next kind of thing. And like, there's so many completely irrational and so many irrational characters that can yeah. just do whatever for any reason. Like, there's really no predicting what's going to happen, which is what I liked about it. I get why it was cool, like, and people liked it, but there's the huge plot points hinged on those stupid decisions, yeah. and to me, that's just, like, 100%. shitty writing, and I'm like, no, not not about it. I will say, we talked about endings. Uh-huh. The ending is decent. It's like a B-plus ending, I think. Really? I heard a lot of my friends hate uh, it. I think it's, like, back and forth. It's like, some people hate it, some people like it. Yeah. The people that hated it just... Like Larry David said. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, I think the people that hated it had an image of, in their head of what the ending was going to look like, and then it didn't pan out that way. So we can move on. We'll, what do you have at number eight? Number eight, another Apple TV Plus show for all mankind. Have you heard of this Never one? Never even heard of that one stuff. So it's space kind of in the name. Obviously, they kind of hint at that. But um, it's if the Russian or the Soviet Union beat us to the moon back in the day. Oh, maybe I have heard of that. It sounds familiar. So good. It's uh, it's that mixed with, so that means like the space race never ended. So it, it goes, they do time jumps like through the decades and things like that. But it's, I, I'm a huge space fan, so it's really good. But that has great writing to probably my all-time favorite TV characters in that in that show. Oh, it's, they did a really good job. But um, it's not a lot of people have Apple TV, but check that one out if you ever. I think with, with Ted Lasso, a lot of more people are getting Apple TV. I know, but that's ending this season. I can't believe Is that. Is it confirmed so, as the last season? Yeah, yeah. That's sad, but I, I like it. I like a show like that needs to not have nine seasons. You know. I agree. They do a good job with it. Leave while you're on top. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's my uh, number eight. It's a fun one. Check it out if you're into sci-fi. Yeah, for sure. I don't have a lot to say about that, but that sounds like a good one. My number eight is Money Heist. If you watch it in Spanish, it's maybe called La Casa de Papel, because it is originally made in Spanish, which is kind of a turnoff for a lot of people. Yes. So you can either watch it in Spanish with English subtitles, if you're an English-speaking person only, you know, or the way I watched it. Why do you call me out like that? <laughs> yeah, sorry. If you're not fluent in Spanish, you're probably not smart enough for this show. Uh, <laughs> kidding. But no, the way I watched it is... The English dub over them speaking Spanish, which I know is really hard for a lot of people because, like, the mouths don't match up with the words. But just try not to look at their mouths, you know? Because if you don't and you can get past something like that, it is incredibly suspenseful. And it's just kind of like a a stereotypical heist show, you know? So, like, if you find that stuff... Heists are fun, though, man. Right, they're fun. But I know a lot of people find that stuff cringy. It's like, oh, but I... You know that one Rick and Morty episode? But I double crossed you or whatever. Oh, um, it's yeah. like a lot of that, but <laughs> but it like the plot twists are very that. much. They have good payoff and it it's super suspenseful and it's got some of the highest stakes I've ever seen in a, a heist show or movie. So no yeah, shit, it, it's really good. There's four seasons of it. Over the four seasons, they do two different heists, I think. And yeah, it's really good. I highly okay. recommend. Check it out. What's it on? Uh, it. Was on Netflix when I watched it. It should, I think, it's a Netflix original. Mm. It sounds like how you said people don't want to watch sometimes if it's in a different language. Like, um, uh, do you watch Pan's Labyrinth? I did not. Oh shit, it's in Spanish, but it's amazing movie. You should watch it. It's Guillermo del Toro. Okay, yeah. Like Shape of Water, all that stuff. Yeah, he's it's good. You should check it out. But it's like that. Okay, so. cool. Gotta have subtitles. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. What you got at number eight? All right, 
You're seven. Or what do we, I'm on, we're seven. Uh, Band of Brothers. That one, I feel like I probably could have put a lot higher. It's a limited series or whatever, so it just has one season. I've heard of that, but what's that about? World War II. So it's the paratroopers, whatever battalion, I don't remember what it is, but it's super good. Damien Woody, Woodley, however the fuck you say his name is in it. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of people. When you see the guy that plays Ross is in it. David Schwimmer? <laughs> yeah, 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 and he's a dick. He just, he's really good. It's a great show, man. You should check it out. It, it was at one point the highest rated non like documentary show on IMDb. Oh, user wow. rating. What, what's it's like really good. Just ten episodes. HBO. HBO. Okay. HBO's making like I don't want to say a comeback because it's not like they were ever ahead. This is old. It's like from two thousand. Oh, really? Yeah, it's an old show. It's yeah. Good. Before like very recently, the only good shows I had heard about on HBO were Game of Thrones and Curb Your Enthusiasm. What? Yeah, I just I'd never heard Sex of Sex in the City, Sopranos, The Wire. There's so many. On like HBO Max? Like the or whatever the Yeah, it's HBO. That's OG HBO. Oh, huh, maybe I'm just living in ignorance. Those are all shows I haven't seen. Sopranos <laughs> is one I've meant to see for a while, but honestly, I just kind of assumed it was on Netflix this whole time. No, that's HBO. HBO got it all. It, going. HBO's got some good shows. Underrated streaming platform. Yeah. My number seven is a Netflix show. Netflix original, I think, Peaky Blinders. It's a weird name for a show, I think, and it's a weird name for uh, what it is. Like, it, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a gang in... What's what's the time period? Do you remember? I don't even know. I only saw the first two seasons a long time post ago. Post-World War One or Two, Birmingham or something like that. I think post-World War One, pre-World yeah, War Two. Yeah, Yeah, it was in between the two world wars. It's just a, a gang of little British people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's really good. It's really suspenseful, and it's gory. So if you don't like blood, stay away. But it's... You, you say you've seen it? First two seasons. How could you possibly stop after two seasons? I don't know, man. I think... So, funny thing that happened. I got it. I was watching that, and I think it's because it's not where it's set. Oh, I think where it's set is so cool. Just, like, the slums of Birmingham, you know? I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. I don't... And it's not like... I. It's cool. I like the show. It did... It was good. I just don't. I don't know. You know what I mean? I didn't like stop watching it and like kept thinking yeah. about it. There's shows that do that. So to get my fix, I started Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> oh, I never which even is heard like, of that. Oh, really? It's like the U.S. version of that, essentially. Kinda, oh, and you, Steve Buscemi. That you know, it's good. It's very white of you, Josh. It's very American of you. Hey. <laughs> Scorsese directed the first episode. Okay. Okay. I think he helped create the show, actually. So it's like it's part. American Italian, then he he's got his influence. Okay, I'll have to check that out. It's good. I that's did set like in the twenties. It's set in the. Least... That one's cool. I think that's mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's a good one. But yeah, I need to come back to Peaky Blind. Peaky Blinders. One of my other friends. That's his favorite show. So yeah, uh, favorite show is a a bit of a stretch for me. It, it it's a yeah. great show, but like it's got its flaws for sure. Like it's that's fair. The ending is not necessarily. I heard. It's good, and it I, I, I don't want to say memorable, because it is a memorable ending, but, like, the it doesn't top the, the... The thing is, it's so suspenseful throughout that, like, the ending isn't any more suspenseful than, like, the middle of the season, because it's all really, really suspenseful. So it doesn't, like... Uh... It doesn't, like, increase that level at the end, so it's kind of hard to, like... You know, it's not as memorable, because it's not anything distinct about it. That makes sense. That's a good way to put that. It's, like, your tolerance for the suspense is... 
exactly. was so high. Exactly. It didn't <laughs> change the way I was feeling at all. It was just, it just stayed that way. So, yeah. It's kind of stopped. Okay. That's fair. That's interesting. All right. We're moving on to six Stranger Things. I'm surprised I put it this low, to be honest with you. I absolutely love Stranger Things. I'm just going to start with the issue with it. Stop taking so fucking long to make a goddamn season. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. That's absurd. Well, I mean, after season one, it's very evident that, that, or maybe it was after season two, that they just got so much more funding for it. Oh, yeah, the scale increased exponentially. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why that's not on my list is because, like, I loved season one. I think it was perfect, and they should have okay. kept it that way. Like, the whole to- the whole thing was about, like, it's a small town. Like, nothing happens in this town. Shout out Indiana. Shout out Indiana. Uh, super secluded and, like, it's supposed to be small scale, and that's kind of what makes it really scary for me, you know? Mm-hmm. is like, yeah. one kid goes missing. That's a huge deal, though. Right. In small town, yeah. Right. Whereas in the later seasons, it's like, we have Hopper fighting communist Russians in actual Russia, like, breaking out of Russian prison. What have we gotten ourselves oh into? God. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. 100%. But, yeah, it, it jumped the shark a little bit for sure. I agree, and when people say that, I'm never like, oh, weird. I still, I am a huge 80s nerd. No idea why. That's just like, if I could go back, that's where I would be. I love the fucking outfits, the fucking music. Yeah. The movies back then. Like, everything was so fucking tight back then. So I'm like so absorbed with that aspect of it that I can overlook a lot of this shit. And I just love like the horror sci-fi-ish feel of it. But your criticism's 100% valid, I think, man. Let's do some solving on this real quick. Okay. So you, what would you have done to keep, like, I know you kind of mentioned, but, like, what would you have done differently? Is it season two that Max is introduced? Or is that season three? I think it's season two, right? I think two. Because that's yeah. when they're, like, trick-or-treating? Yes. So I love Max's character. I think that was a super great addition. But the death of her brother, the death of Eddie Munson, the death of Barbara, like, all these side characters that just die. Okay. I think they need to not be afraid to kill off more important characters. Because when they did, Bingo. when they teased Hopper's death, and he had that whole, like, sacrifice, like, hero moment, he should have just died. They they should have not been afraid to kill him off right there. Because then it's like... I agree. Because, first of all, I totally called it, and I think a lot of other people did too, that Hopper did not actually die. They fucking teased it, like, at, in the after credits. Like, come on. At least yeah. give us, like, the break of the seasons to think he might be dead. They couldn't even give us that. No. And it, even, like, while it was happening, like, it happened, and then, like, next scene, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's weird. We never saw Hopper's dead body. Hmm. You know, like. Exactly. But you saw the other guys in the room dead bodies. Right. And when you kill off no main characters, nobody important, and then all of a sudden you tease that, and then you don't show us his dead body. It's so obvious that he's not dead, you know? Yeah, so I, I, think I agree, man. That is definitely one of the things I would change. And like I said, with the whole Russian thing, I think, what's his name? Like the the Russian guy that was with Joyce and Hopper and the oh, weird guy. Um, with the glasses. With the glasses, yeah, yeah. he ended up dying. And everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. That's like Stranger Things' MO. Every season is like, introduce a super lovable new character, except I guess Max's brother in that one season. Like Bob. Not li- like Bob, yeah. Introduce a super lovable side character and then just kill him off. It's like, okay, we're, you know how many people I talked to before the end of this most recent Stranger Things season? And they were like, oh yeah, 
Eddie Munson is a goner. Like from episode one, it's like, oh, the intro, the the levels. Yeah, life character knew. they introduced. There's a he's formula. Dead. It's not even, and his death was badass. It was a little bit unnecessary. It didn't make sense for the plan. That was sick, though. It was with the sick. He didn't need to do that. That was so cool. <laughs> it was sick. Yeah, I get all that, man. Yeah, like the deaths right. are handled not great, and then I think that they, as much as I like some of the parts with the Russians, they needed to not make it that big. Like maybe make it a secret Russian society, not like a country of Russia. Yeah, I agree, man. I did, and then just real quick, going back to my beef, I know we need to move on. Don't take so fucking long to make seasons. Like I know yeah. it went through COVID, but even that, it took them like almost three years to come out with the season. Well, and they filmed during COVID. It's not like they stopped production like they filmed during covid and you're you're filming children growing up and like at that plays a part in in the plot and my favorite yeah. thing was how it was like between season what did we just watch four four okay so in between four and three was like almost three years real time but in the show it was like a hundred days and they all are like fucking finn wolfhard walks in he's a foot taller yeah he's like oh he's like a hogler in the first season and only like two years have gone by but then they're saying, <laughs> see, exactly. And then, like, they're saying the next season's going to have a time jump. It's like, why didn't you do that here? Yeah. This, like, this shit, like, that one was kind of stupid. But I liked it. I liked the whole Vecna thing. I don't fucking know. I, I'm i totally on board. I will say, I, love the show. I agree we need to move on from this, but my, my last beef with this show, I love the Vecna thing. I love what they did. And uh-huh. I, I like how that mystery keeps getting, like, deeper and deeper, you know? There needs to be something more that they can fight with that's not just Eleven sitting there going, oh, for nine minutes. And crying. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's supposed to be like a fight scene, you know? Like, there's supposed to be like a battle. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't happen. It's just like, I can scream louder than you. I, I feel like they're not getting as creative as they need to be with, like, I don't want to say combat because it's not like combat, but, like, Give them some lightsabers. They already got the force. Yeah, like the climax is there. There needs to be something else there. I feel it. But yeah, we can move on. My six is I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. It's on Netflix. Funniest show I've ever seen. A lot of people will disagree with me, but I, like that's just like my kind of humor. Like that's nah. my shit. You know? Yeah. So it's say if it's your humor, boom. Because it's very. It's just like sketch comedy. It's like every episode is like yeah four or five different sketches, and Tim Robinson is just. Such a funny motherfucker. He is. The clips I see of it, it's hysterical. Oh, it's so fun. And they're just nonsense, you know? It's a lot of fun. They have a lot of, like, big-name actors do it. Um, Like, I know Bob... Oh, shit. Bob Odenkirk is in one of them. The King of Sketch. The King of Sketch. The Latin from The Walking Dead. I don't know what his actor's name is, but he's in one of the... He's in one of my favorite episodes. Is that the guy that's in Beef? I don't know. I haven't seen Beef. Let me see. Is he Asian? Yeah. Okay, I've so people mentioned that. I think he's the dude in Beef. Okay, cool. I love, yeah, he's a great actor. I loved him in Walking Dead. Okay, good to know. Not much to say about that one. It's just super funny. It can't go higher than six because uh, a comedy is just not going to make my top five, you know? That's fair. I get you. Anyway, to get back at it, what's your number five? Breaking the top five. Number five, Breaking Man. Bad. I know that's probably pretty low for show. a lot yeah, of people, but pretty low for sure. Really like it. I haven't watched it in this year's ten years. I don't know. I just think it's not that low because I don't like it. I just think there's too many other shows I would put ahead of it. I don't know. The I don't know. I like it though. It was it was good. I really don't have anything it, what, any beef. What with stops it. it from being like a ten out of ten show? 
It's, it, it just is. is a 10 There's out of 10 just show. four other 10 out of 10 shows that you've seen. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm going to hold the rest of your shows to the Breaking Bad standard. Moving forward, yeah. Moving I've... forward. Because I, I mean, everyone talks about it. You know there's the fucking annoying community of Breaking Bad fans who go up to everyone and say, have you watched Breaking Bad? Have you watched Breaking Bad? You need to watch Breaking Bad. Yeah. But truly, it is one of the greatest shows ever made. Never mind. I have a reason. Forgot. Okay. I was talking to someone about this. Again, I haven't seen it in like 10 years, so now would be a good time for me to rewatch it. But I tried to rewatch it. Uh, okay, so maybe I did see it like nine years ago. Like a year later, I tried to rewatch like the first season. And I think if you remember too much of what happens, it's not as good of a show. I, it relies a lot from my memory on like shock factor. Yeah. Not a ton, but it, like a lot of times like make what is what makes it one of the greatest shows. You know what I mean? So rewatchability for me isn't as high as it is with other shows. And for me, that's why I don't have it as, as high. It's still a 10 out of 10. I'm not like really knocking it. It's just. I'd agree with that. It's not really rewatchable. Like you can and you'll have a good time, but you're right. It's the shock factor that gets same. you. Yeah. No, you're right. My number five is in a very similar vein. I have Better Call Saul. Okay. I love Better Call Saul. I don't like it as much as Breaking Bad, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It It's weird because it's, it's not slower. as suspenseful. It's a lot slower. I think there's a lot of suspense. There, there's a lot of suspense for sure, but it's more like, I mean, I mean, we don't even hear the word Saul until what, season three? Yeah, but I feel like that's what makes it hundred percent. a bit slow burn. It's slower <laughs> and like- Big build up. I don't know. There's just something about it. Like when I look on the show as a whole, it doesn't seem like a top five show to me. Maybe it's because it's just connected to Breaking Bad and like it's got that foundation. Yeah, for real. It's just really well made. All the characters are really well written. The dynamics between everyone is fantastic. And like it does a really, really good job of showing like how a somewhat normal person can just get themselves in deep shit, you know? Yeah, for real. That's yeah, I agree. I really like the characters a lot. That's a that's a good one. I guess we'll we'll come to it, but my I have that a little higher actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh looking at our lists here, I think ours are just swapped. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, as we approach pretty much. But yeah, so we'll we'll get back into that as we go higher in the list, but what what do you got it for? For Seinfeld. Oh yeah. I wanted to even put higher and I actually almost had it at three. I probably should put it at three. I don't know, but that that is the best comedy, and I feel like you can just watch any episode at anywhere in the seasons, and it's good. Like you don't have to know the running storylines, but there are running storylines that make things even funnier. Yeah, but it's not necessary. I so I'm actually watching Seinfeld right now. I think I'm on season four. Fuck yeah! So I'm watching it for the first time now. I love it. I'm with you. It doesn't make my top ten partially because I'm not finished with it. And partially, you still got a lot of good I shit. Still to got go a through. lot of shit to go through. And from from everyone that I talk to, like, just the further on it goes, the better it gets. Yeah, that's good. And I'm I'm glad for that because right now it's like another top ten show or another show that didn't make my top ten is Letterkenny. Yeah, and it's for the same reasons of some of my criticisms of Seinfeld is like the jokes get a little repetitive. You know, it, I, it's yeah. George and he's like, oh, I'm fat and I'm bald and I can't get any bitches and all this shit. And that's like oh, no, his he... one joke for at least the first four seasons. You know, like that's all he does is just what? is just complain. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Tell me I'm wrong. So I mean, that's like kind of like his essence, but it's more the show's more about the day to day activities, right? But how many of his day to day activities? And again, I'm I'm speaking only up until season four. How many of his day to day activities 
do not involve him getting rejected by a woman or a potential employer. Like, the, you just got to keep watching. And what I have to say, I can't, because my impression, so when I first watched it, it would be after school, and it was like TBS or some shit, and they'd be going back in the old days with cable, and it would just have like some random episodes. So that was my first way of watching I never saw it in order. And then I went back and watched it in order. So when I think of it, it's all like a big blob. I don't necessarily remember episodes as much. So I can't, I'm not good. I'm not equipped. No, I feel it. Yeah. It's unfair to, to me to ask you to four. point out something specific from one episode. Like, I can never do that. But, again, with a grain of salt, I'm only on season four. These are just my observations so far. It's a very similar thing with Kramer, except Kramer has a lot more variety in, like, what he actually does. But <laughs> it's so wacky. It's more or less just fucking, he busts in the door all sweaty and gross. And he's just like, I need to borrow clamps or whatever. Like, I don't even know. He's just yeah. a weird motherfucker. But I think that George's fair. Because it's some of those issues that you're having problems that's with. That's what I've heard, too. I'm thinking the women thing. Are, yeah, so that's why I think I can't say, because that's part of his development. Yeah, I know that he eventually gets a job with, like, the Yankees or some shit like that, but... That's so good, dude. Yes. But yeah, so I... Anyway, but yeah, that's... That's a great one. That's my four. For my four, we're jumping into a bit of a new genre. I am not, like, a huge anime fan. There have been a couple that I've seen that have been really good, and one of them is Naruto. I watched Naruto when I was a kid, and I loved it. As an adult, you know, I grew up, I kind of forgot about it, and then they had made, like, they called it Naruto Shippuden, which was, like, grown-up Naruto doing shit. Shippuden. Shippuden, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what that word means, but <laughs> it's, like, they just, like, continued the story, and I think they adapted it to, like, their kid audience that had since grown up, you know, and so they made it kind of, like, a more serious show. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good idea. It's way too many episodes. It's a lot of filler that I didn't watch. I feel like that's all anime, but I... I it like is, Dragon and that's, Z like, Man. that's like one of my main problems with it. Like, the genre as a whole is like, uh, don't make filler. Just make episodes that matter. Like, you know what sense. I mean? So Naruto's yeah. so fucking bad at it. But, yeah, the episodes that are not filler, the episodes that have to do with the story, they're great. The series is egregiously long, but if you can get through it, it's so worth it. Noted. I just think, I don't know, anime has a, a good way of, like, just doing shit that you can't do with, like, an actual camera, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. And I, of course. I, I like watching that. So that's they do good stuff. That's one if you have the time and the commitment. Definitely go for it. I saw, like, a couple episodes because I would always play after Dragon Ball Z when I was growing up. And I <laughs> huge yeah. Dragon Ball Z fan growing up. So I never really watched it much, but I had friends that were all about it. it yeah. It's just one of those things that, you know, you get into it as a kid. Because as a kid, it's not anime. It's just a cartoon, you know? All right. They they did a good job of adapting it. They made a sequel show called Boruto, which is dog shit. Boruto. That sounds like a fan made, <laughs> right? Like spinoff. <laughs> Dude, something about in these shows with their names like fucking Boruto's Naruto's son and Naruto's dad was Minato. Like they all just have like the same names. It's weird. I don't know why they huh. do that, but I don't know. Anyway, that's my four. Not much to say about that. Well, I don't know if I'll ever get around to that one. To be honest, but it's I don't blame maybe. you. It's long and. <laughs> It's worth it. Like, the, the the world building and just, like, the story in that show is so, so good. All right, so number three, we're coming back to Better Call Saul. So, yeah, I had it two spots higher than you, but you have it at five. So, actually, we can just talk about both of our number threes at the same time right now because mine is Breaking Bad. So, this is kind of like chicken or the egg type thing. Would Better Call Saul, I was thinking about this as we were going, would I have it as high as it was if it weren't for Breaking Bad? And it, it wouldn't exist if it weren't for Breaking Bad. So, like... Should Breaking Bad be higher because of that? Yeah, I don't know. It's the thing because, like, 
I, I think Breaking Bad is better because of Better Call Saul. Like, I watched Breaking Bad, I loved it, and then I watched Better Call Shit, Saul, okay. and I had a better appreciation for Breaking Bad, you know? Wow, so kind of like the inverse of where I was going. That's good. I think it comes down to, like, just personal preference. Like, I like kind of, like, the action more and, like, the suspense. Like, Better Call Saul has suspense, but it's very rarely, like, suspense that a character and their whole family Might is going to die, you know? Like, right. some sometimes, don't get me wrong. But, like, most of the time, the suspense is, like... Court shit. Yeah, court shit. Like, oh, is he going to win this uh-huh. case? Is, is Does his brother actually have this, like, electronics allergy or whatever? It's, it's a weird route that they took for that, He's but I liked it. a piece of work, man. Dude, I, that honestly was one of the things that made the show for me was, like, the dynamic between Jimmy and his brother, Jimmy and Charles. Yeah. That, like... Damn, they did that well. The the way they built that relationship and then the way they resolved it, it was just so good. God, yeah, dude. That courtroom episode, holy shit. Oh, it was so no, good man. with the battery and he's... Uh, that was like so his first, good, like, dude. you see that as his first, like, kind of scheme, you know? Saul that goes moment. a little about outside the law. Yeah, the Saul moment. Uh, I love the origin of the name Saul Goodman. It's like, yeah, Saul Goodman. Yes. <laughs> that, that's where I was about to go. It's, it's for me, I'm, I'm a big slow burn fan. Typically, I'm okay as long as the payoff's good, and that show absolutely paid off. Like even the first time you hear Saul, like it was like he finally said it. Like there's weight to the yeah. the name because it's so underused, and yeah. I think that made it. There's almost like a transition you can really see within the season of when he switches from Jimmy to like the last half or the last season. Pretty much, he's Saul, and he operates a lot more yeah. like Saul, and so to the point of, where he's telling like his coworkers like. No, my, like he legally changes his name, I think. Yeah, his DBA with it. Yeah, so it's like all, it feels more uh, tangible, like his his change. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it is, we see it, but I don't know. It was cool. I think that that was a fun part of it. But if you don't like slow burns, definitely not your show, I don't think. Well, and I like it too, because I think they did a good job, especially if you watch Breaking Bad first, of like, we met Saul and we came to like respect him, you know, as like a person. Yeah. Whereas... You go back and then you watch Better Call Saul and you see that no one around him really respects him except for Kim. Yeah. So we see him earn it. Exactly. You see him earn it. And even then he doesn't really earn it. Like yeah. when he changes his name to Saul and everyone's making fun of him, like Saul Goodman, fuck kind of name. Is that like, what is this? Some kind of gimmick? Like, is that a stage name? Like to everyone else in the show, it's so stupid and rightfully so. But to us, it's like, we've already kind of met him and seen like who he is and we are like attached to that name. So it's like, we kind of get to feel what he's feeling when everyone is saying that's dumb as fuck. We're over here as viewers just being like, yeah, like, is it though? You know? Right. No, it's good. I like how we have these shows at the same level. Cause yeah. I honestly say if I flipped it and I swapped these two shows, I would like, okay, it's like an argument there. It's just, yeah. Same thing for me. It's like, I, the reason breaking bad is above better call Saul for me is just because of, my memory, like, it's not that I think one show is better than the other. It's just that I remember enjoying watching Breaking Bad more than I enjoyed watching Better Call Saul, slightly. You know? Yeah. Makes sense. I get that, man. That's a fun one. Okay. So, Rounding number out the two, then, two. I have Mad Men at that spot. I love Mad Men. That's one of, definitely, obviously, one of my favorite shows. But that is, from start to finish, I think that is so good. And it's, I can't say much because you haven't seen it, so I'm trying not to spoil, but. It, you're watching a deterioration of a man. Yeah. Kind of. Like, just spiraling. But it's 
a lot going on and I, I'm a big period piece person and I think the 60s are cool as shit and it's set in the 60s so it's like all the art the stage design all that looks so good so uh, that's a big big drive for it and John Hamm is amazing in that that's I mean that was his catalyst to get where he's at now but that was peak TV at the time for sure yeah I have to get that one on my list too because I've definitely like I've always heard of it and I knew that it was a popular show but I didn't know that it was like a top two worthy show you know I thought it was just kind of like a show that people liked, you know, like like the same way I think of Friends, where it's like, yeah, a lot of people really, really, really like Friends. Overall, it's just like objectively kind of mid. Right, <laughs> yeah. Popularity <laughs> doesn't always equate to quality, I understand. Right, like it's funny, but like put it up against other sitcoms. Like, right, I agree with you, dude. It's all right. You know, it's it's a it's a decent show. It's a good show. It's not like top two. I agree. But, so that's how I always thought of it, but I'll have to get on that i haven't heard anyone explicitly say like it's good man it's just okay good suspense everything it's good so your number two though divisive my number two is a bit controversial yeah my number two is game of thrones i really like game of thrones i'm gonna address the elephant in the room the ending sucked dick i hated it it wasn't bad enough to knock it down i don't understand that the ending is the reason it's not number one but it only knocked it off one peg yes because that's insane even, look, so everyone talks about the last season. It's like, oh, last season's trash, last season's trash. I think the last, like, five episodes are trash. I don't even remember how many episodes are in the last season. Only seven. That's only seven. Yeah, it's fucking Maybe the stupid. last, like, four. Everything yeah. after Arya kills the Night King or whatever his name is. I would say a little before that, too, is when they kill off Varys because he, like, was too stupid. Like, so he's the smartest guy in the show, arguably, up until that point, and then he's just so dumb that this happened. Like, that was just Yeah, absurd. there's a lot of inconsistencies, for sure. I, like, here's the thing, is, like, you're right, like, logically, a lot of shit hit the fan in the last season, but, like, I still think the sequence, like, dude, I mean, one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen is when they're lined up and they're ready for the, the Night Walkers. I don't even know if I'm calling them the right thing. It's been so long. The White Walkers. The White Walkers, thank you. What's the king's name? What what do they call him? Uh, the White King, I think. The White King. I don't think that's I don't right. Know. Anyway, the Night King, <laughs> number two show, by the way. But <laughs> the Night King, I don't know. The King. We'll call him the King. Like where where they're all lined up and they they light their bows and you know the the light kind of like spreads across their entire army. Like that whole opening sequence where, where that battle begins is so badass. It seemed like it was going to live up to the potential. It ended up not living up to the pen- potential. But it seemed like it was going to. And up until then, what was the last season? Season seven? Season six? Eight, I think. Eight? I think. I think you're right. Up until that last season, every season before that was so good, dude. Like, oh. the fact that they yeah. they kill off Ned Stark in the first episode, I saw that and I was like, this is going to be my show. It's the exact opposite of the end of season problem. one. Was it the end of season one? I thought yeah. it was episode one. Mm, so you had a season to love him. And then they're like, nah. Oh, maybe... <laughs> it's my number two show. I seem to know nothing about it, but dude, oh, I'll say, right, if we can die, it was my number one, like by far. Number two was so far below that it wasn't even funny. But it was my number one for so much because I watched it from I think season three or four live, and then on. So we had all the time in between episodes that week to like make theories. And, like the culture around that show was amazing, and the community was so fun. And then in between seasons, there was all this making theories, but you did it for, like, months on end, stuff like that. It was so amazing with that aspect. On top of, like, the writing was top tier, all this shit. Once they passed the books, 
and it just I it didn't go as well. But the ending to me, I've never seen a show kill off seasons of character progression like they did. Yeah, like Jamie went from his arc is a fucking circle. He went from here and came all the way back. Like yeah, fucking stupid. And then like also how they died. If they would have just fucking took two steps to the right, those rocks wouldn't have fallen on them. Like killed them in a cool way. And then like. The fucking mistakes they had with the Starbucks cup, the fucking water bottles that you could see. All like, right. come you the can't fuck fault on. for a Starbucks cup. Are you shitting me? Go on set with like even a smaller thing, and that's a huge deal to like get. They'll redo stuff to get things out of the way, and that's the the most expensive show at the time, and they can't even get their fucking shit off the table. Come on. I mean, it was dumb. Don't get me wrong. It was a really stupid mistake, but it didn't like. I didn't no. notice it until I saw it on Twitter. You know, it like, was that, and then the water bottles. I, I never, to this day, I don't even know what you're talking about with the when water bottles. When they're in the circle, when they crown Bran the Broken, the fucking king and shit, he, they have water bottles under their fucking chairs. You can see it. <laughs> that type of shit, bro. Like, come on. Like, they didn't give a fuck in that last, like, it just, yeah, fuck that show. You oh, that's to, hilarious. I always heard you have to love something to hate it, and I fucking hate that show because I loved it so much, and I just can't, so. See, that's why we just have different perspective, because, like, I, if I were to have watched the first seven seasons and then just said, fuck it, I'm not going to watch the last season, it would be undoubtedly number one. Yeah, same. You know what I mean? And Legit so, same. Like, I know that it's, like, you can't just disregard the last season because it was stupid. I hate that they made Brand King. The motherfucker did nothing the entire time. He just walked around with it's a so fucking, oh, uh, uh, yeah, it was so stupid. The ending was terrible. But just everything leading up to that was so damn good. Like, I had never seen anything like it. And that ending killed rewatchability. I tried it once, and because then you watch it, like, oh, like the very first scene, I think it is, sequence or scene, whatever, is the dude running from the White Walker, and you're like, what is it? And then you come like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Like, oh, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. You can go the whole show and do that now. So it's like, I can't even watch this. This is pointless. Yeah. Because it all ended up being a lot of fucking nothing. So stupid. No, you're right. You're right. And I hate that you're right, but you are. And I I, own, I knew that going into making this list. On their show on the red fucking carpet about it. Yeah, they did. Come they on. did. I know. But it I don't know, man. The first seven seasons were just it it like redefined TV for me. Like I everything that I had seen up until then became insignificant while I was watching Game of Thrones. I agree. It redefined TV like as a whole, man. Like it was So and I will say one other thing that makes me probably not hate it as much. I was late to the train. I didn't start watching it until after the last season had already come out. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I was not, like, waiting every week just to get disappointed. This was you years know, I, of my life. That's why I was like, I, oh, my God. And I get that. I, I probably would have a different list if I had watched it while it was coming <laughs> out. But I knew that the ending was going to be bad. And so I was just trying to enjoy everything up until then. And then the ending came, and it was dog shit, obviously. But... Yeah, yeah. I I think I I might be in your same boat if I had watched it coming out. But like, picture when Jon Snow dies, you have to wait a year. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So we're like fucked, and like they kill people. So like, is he really dead? Yeah. And then like, there's always theories on like his eyes look like they turned blue. Yeah, and like so much like shit like that made the show so fucking cool. Yeah, dude. no, it did. It did. It was sick. So I yeah, I don't know. Uh, so let's solve this shit real quick. Don't How about that fucking don't watch the last season. Straight up. No, actually, like, if anyone has not seen Game of Thrones, do not watch the last season. Just watch season seven and just whatever ending that you listen. want to happen, just pretend that's what happens, and you'll you'll have a happy life. I'm pretty sure, I think I talked to you 
Did we talk about that? And I was, I don't, I've talked to people before, and I'm like, don't watch the last season. Like, I have to. I'm like, it feels like but you, you don't. need to, but like, swear to God, take my advice. You will thank me later. Don't watch don't it. Watch just, it. just have it in your memory as one of the greatest shows. I forgot a show because I was just made me think of it. Somebody told me that about House of Cards. Don't watch the final season. I heard the it was same so bad. Thing back and very I got down there, and I was had that urge. Like, I just got to watch it. But I was like, no, I'm going to take their word for it. And then I like let it be and I talked to everybody and they're like but it ended so bad I was like oh I didn't watch last season because I was told this and they're like I wish yeah. I was you in this scenario and I was like oh my god so I made one good decision in my life yeah, here, here we go so <laughs> stupid to not do that but truly that's what I would do if I could watch Game of Thrones with no memory again yep I agree man anyway let's round it out number one it's kind of cliche somewhat since it's number one on a lot of things but Sopranos fucking goat show it, that has the best rewatchability of any show I've ever watched. Really? No matter how many times I go back and rewatch it. Because you first watch through it, you catch like the drama side of a lot of it. And there, there's a lot. It's one of the funniest shows, seriously, I've ever seen. But it's not supposed to be like huge comedy. Yeah, but that's it's supposed to be funny. Either. Then you go back and watch it, and then you kind of know what's going to happen. So you just pay attention to other things. Then you realize how fucking funny someone yeah. is being. Then you watch it again. You're like, oh, that guy was doing this. And then you catch like one joke you didn't, didn't really hit with you before. And like 86 hours of amazing tv from start to finish there wouldn't be a game of thrones there wouldn't be breaking bad any of this shit if it wasn't for Sopranos. that's one of those shows that i'm surprised i haven't watched it like it's been on my radar for a long time and i just haven't gotten around to it everyone says it's one of the greatest shows ever made so i that is high on the list that's going to be watched this year by me <laughs> and if you want to take on the journey it really enhances it i think is if you watch but you have to watch the whole show first so you kind of have to do this on a rewatch uh that made a podcast to the guys michael imperioli from season two of White Lotus, he and one of the other guys do a podcast and they have the crew members back on to interview them, but they break down every single yeah. episode, like scene by scene. Awesome. So that made me like really appreciate it even They should more, do that with more shows. Like I would love to see a cool. Breaking Bad podcast of- uh, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston. Yes, yeah. And the, Holy shit. Because you know, they've done things since then. Like they, they make they like a whiskey content. company or something. Yeah, well, they do like content sometimes. Like they'll do like yeah. certain shit. So I, I think that would be cool to see. I would pay for that podcast. I probably would pay for it too. Yeah, have you, straight up. This is going backwards a little bit, but have you seen uh, the movie El Camino? Oh, yeah. We didn't even touch on that. I did. I did like that. That was cool. So I haven't seen it. And it's another one that I'm like, why haven't I seen it yet? Because I watched Breaking Bad years ago. But I, I heard that it's okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's kind of, it's like a really long episode of Breaking Bad almost. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, that's on my list for sure. It's all right, so. Don't don't go in thinking it's gonna be some Oscar winning shit, but it's good. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't. There's nothing really complain about. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I've heard. Anyway, so you're number one. My one half of the people that listen to this are gonna go fuck yeah. That's that's my man. The other half of the people are probably gonna be disappointed. But Attack on Titan, another anime, the only other anime on this list, and really the only other anime that I've actually like enjoyed. I've seen like maybe maybe two others other than these two, but yeah, this one it's hard to start a little bit, like not really because it's suspenseful at the start, but it's just weird to look at for a little bit, you know, like the art style, the art style, and like the whole thing is like there's a society within these walls, and outside the walls are these giant titans who like eat humans, and so they're they're like protecting themselves in the walls, but when you see the titans, they're sure. like big naked people but like no like genitalia or anything like that so it's like just weird to look at what the fuck <laughs> yeah so it yeah it's 
it's weird to look at, but the story is one of the most insane stories I've ever seen created. Like no shit. Like I talk about I've heard how, great things. I talk about how Game of Thrones has like one of the best stories, like changed TV for me. Like this was the same yeah. way. Like for like three whole seasons, you think it's gonna be one thing, and it seems pretty cut and dry. Oh, it's just humans versus titans, and they have like cool like gear that lets them swing around or whatever. But like it <laughs> it takes a turn out of nowhere all of a sudden and if you're paying attention throughout the show and like just kind of picking up on like weird things that happen like oh like why did he say that like why why did that happen like that's kind of a weird thing for them to do like if you're paying attention you can kind of see this like shift start to happen and then all in one episode it just like flips itself on its head everything you thought you knew about this whole world changes and it becomes insane dude no shit is it finished no or is it still going going to be finished hopefully this year that's like (laughs) one of my complaints with it is okay they released three seasons and then they were like season four is going to be the final season to the point where in every title card they would do like the intro or whatever and then it would pop up season four the final season you're like sick and then they were like actually there's going to be two parts to the season and so they waited like a year or whatever so it was basically a season five but they still called it gotcha. season four, the final season, part two. Sopranos did that shit. And then they were like, well, actually, it's not going to be finished after season four, the part two, either. There's going to be season four, the final season, part two, like the, I don't even know what they called it, but they're- The epilogue. The epilogue <laughs> like, I don't even know. There's like, they released like a month or two ago, like a 70 minute episode or whatever. Oh shit. Yeah. There's like a super long episode. And then I think they're doing like one more of those. And then that episode is going to be the end, I think. I also heard something about there's going to be, like, a movie that is actually the end. What the fuck? But, like, yeah, the my one complaint with the show is they're taking four fucking ever to finish it, and they just won't stick to one thing. They've told yeah. us it's going to be the end so long, but, yeah, I don't know. It's So your your solution to their issue would be just, like, kind of get it together. Get it together, yeah. So it, even if you <laughs> Organized. are not an anime fan, like I said, I was not an anime fan and really still am not, but it, this show is insane it's beautiful and you you will be not disappointed if you watch this i promise oh yeah i'll have to check it out uh, that one i do i want to watch since it's not like super long that that's a lot more uh enticing i would say yeah no it's just i don't know like i said earlier it's just something about Reddit like animated it. shows like yeah i bet something about animated shows it's like they can do a lot more and like <laughs> you know special effects can only go so far in like right. real shows. I, I know that's kind of yep. insulting, but real shows. <laughs> no, you're right, man. It's just reality kind of grounds things. But so uh to wrap all this up, I think we should solve each other's lists, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. So what would you change on mine? On yours Is there anything you're like, what the fuck is that? Let's say there's so many shows on yours that I haven't seen that like Stranger Things for me does not belong at number six, but the only thing I've seen below that is I've seen one episode of Severance. So for me, the one episode of Severance, I feel like if it's all as good as the one episode that I saw, it was like a random one in like the middle of whatever season. Oh shit, weird. Yeah, because I just like I was just at my parents' house and I walked down and my dad was watching it. And I was like, oh okay, what's this? And I oh just shit, it. okay. So that one episode alone is better than like every episode in season four of Stranger Things, in my opinion. <laughs> I 
fared, honestly, man. I would not argue. It's so, like I just my the reason I couldn't do it higher was this lack of episodes. I was scared to do it because the Game of Thrones scarred me. I can't. Yeah. Season one Game of Thrones, I'd be one out of one, but knowing how it ends, it's like ooh. So I'm like, I don't know, my end shitty. Yeah, or, exactly. Know? So there's that, and then you know, kind of what you literally just said, Seinfeld. I haven't seen all of it, so I can't accurately rank it. But from what I've seen so far, it goes nowhere near Breaking better. Bad or Better Call Saul, and you just kind of wedged it in the middle there. Just wait. Yeah, I would maybe revise yours by saying Sopranos one, Mad Men two, Better Call Saul three, Breaking Bad four, Stranger Things. Uh, see, I don't know. It's hard. I would put Seinfeld below Stranger Things is what I'm trying to get at. But it's kind of like my thing where like I can't put a sitcom in my top five. You know, that's the only one I can put up there because I want to put The Office in that. Yeah, but, nah, I don't know. I get it. Yours, man. The anime two. I can't say anything about Game of Thrones. Would just not even be anywhere <laughs> on this document we have. Just completely eliminated. Yeah. No, uh, I and then same with Ozark. I think I would just completely just no, just not at yeah. all. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. I would scoot down. Maybe I get why people can like it, but I don't know. I I like it. What I know. Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. I like your list, man. Not a lot I would change. My uh, I've have you mentioned some of your uh, shout out peep your movies that you want to shout out. I uh had or shows. My only three I put was Watchmen. That limited series is fucking amazing, and I've yet to even read the actual graphic novel or watch the movie beforehand, and I've only seen the show, and it was that good. So it's supposed to be better if you knew more going okay. into it. But I kind of knew about some of the characters. But anyway, amazing show. Thanks. A lot of people hated it because they touch on a lot of stuff that was going on in 2016, around that time. So there's, like, race stuff going on. Thanks to a lot of people were like, ooh. Anyway. Defending Jacob, another Apple TV Plus. That's a limited series. That's fucking amazing. It's with Chris Evans, and he's a lawyer, and his kid is accused of killing this other kid. Okay. Fucking great, dude. One of the best limited series yeah, I've ever never seen. Heard of uh, it. And then Beef just came out. Fucking Beef is so good. I wanted to put it in higher, and I still might at some point. That's another HBO one, right? No, that's Netflix, actually. It's a- A24 Studio, so they make, like... The whale, they they're killing it with movies and stuff. But this show they're doing, and it is so Perfect. good. Yeah, I uh, I'll have to check that out. I could have sworn I saw an ad for it on HBO, but yeah, mine. I have a I have a few more on the the outside looking in list. Um, so I'll just kind of say a quick thing about each of them. I have Psych as one of my shows. Great show, but it's like the humor's really old, and it's just kind of like a detective show, you know, like anything else. Uh, I have SpongeBob on here just for the childhood. Entourage is a great show, but, you know, it's nothing super special. Letterkenny is great for the first few seasons, and then the jokes get really repetitive. Black Mirror has too many bad episodes to go in the top ten, but a lot of really good ones. Yeah, I like American it. Vandal is a great show if you're looking for a couple seasons of just stupid laughs. it's a, Have you seen American Vandal? Mm, no idea. It's two separate, like, the seasons are pretty separate from each other, but, like, for example, the first one they're trying to figure out who's the culprit that spray-painted dicks on all the teachers' cars in the staff parking lot. And, like... Wait, is this about, like... It's, like, kids? Yeah, they're, like, at a high school. And oh, I've heard of this. They're, like, making... The idea is, like, they're making a documentary, and, like, what you're watching is the documentary that was made by the kid. Ah, uh, okay. That's funny. And it's just stupid humor. Shorzy's on this list as well. It's a Letterkenny spinoff. Same, same shit. Community, like I said, the last, like three or four seasons were absolute dog shit. 
As soon as Donald Glover leaves that show, it becomes terrible. I can see that. Rick and Morty, I watched Rick and Morty. in college. It was like, it's good, it's fallen off. Their creator is, I don't know if, is that confirmed? I thought I heard something about like, the, they proved the accusations false, but they dropped the charges or something. But I think he's still fired. Yeah, Justin so we'll just like keep that out of there. Yeah, he's in hot water. The Walking Dead was great Sunday nights in high school, but like I stopped watching. I still need to finish the last season. Every once in a while, I go back and I watch a few episodes. Yeah, it was kind of similar to SpongeBob. It's just the nostalgia. It's like a show I used to really, really like. And then two shows that I haven't finished, but might be ranked after I finish them. Cheers, really old sitcom, and The West Wing are pretty good shows. You know, some people heard you say really old sitcom, like, motherfucker, I grew up watching that. What are you talking about? I don't even know. I mean, it is old. Like, when, how old is Cheers? I think it was 80s. Oh, yeah, 80s to 90s. So I guess not, like, super old, but, like, it's an old show. That's <laughs> it's, it's 40 years old at this point. That's old, uh, you know? That's funny. Yeah, no, I get you, man. That is. We got, we got some good lists, dude. I like like what you had i think we'll post these for you guys to see well this was fun man glad to be back ready for this season to get going and the exciting stuff we have coming up yeah absolutely me too man it's gonna be a good time this is gonna be a good season i can feel it in my bones well thanks for listening new episodes are released every monday be sure to rate the podcast and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts if you want to watch the video of the episode or if you want to check out our new video series, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Critical Solutions. Visit our website at criticalsolutionspodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. The links are in the episode description if you want a quick way to follow us. All right, man. Well, guess I'll see you next week. Later, man. Have a good one.